this is The Space Shot, episode 262 for January 31st, 2018. Explorer 1, Ham, Apollo 14, and a water landing. I'm John Mulnix. After being stuck in the car for what seems like way too long, I made it back to Colorado last night. Earlier today, I had a conversation with Kelsey Singer and Joel Parker at the Southwest Research Institute. We talked about the New Horizons mission at Pluto and beyond into the Kuiper Belt, so make sure you tune into the Cosmosphere podcast, new episodes are out the first Wednesday of every month, to check out that conversation. Now I've got a lot of history to cover for today, so let's dive right into that. 60 years ago today, on January 31st, 1958, the United States launched its first satellite into orbit. Explorer 1 was launched on a Jupiter-C rocket, a design developed by Werner von Braun that was a direct descendant of the German V-2 rocket that had been used by the Nazis during World War II. Explorer 1 carried a cosmic ray detector that measured the radiation environment in orbit. The measurements made by this instrument showed a lower-than-expected amount of cosmic rays, and according to a NASA article, James Van Allen, quote, theorized that the instrument may have been saturated by very strong radiation from a belt of charged particles trapped in space by Earth's magnetic field. The existence of these radiation belts was confirmed by another U.S. satellite that was launched two months later, and they became known as the Van Allen Belts in honor of their discoverer. This first orbital American satellite operated until May 23, 1958, at which point its batteries were depleted and it was no longer able to transmit data. While early NASA flights weren't always successful, Explorer 1 was, and it marked a significant milestone in American spaceflight. A few years ago, I was able to take the then and now tour while visiting Kennedy Space Center, and I was able to walk out to the pad where Explorer 1 lifted off. Standing on that spot where the first American satellite launched from was a humbling experience, and I'm looking forward to making it back out to that pad next time I'm in Florida. Now fast forward a couple years, Ham the Chimpanzee was launched on a Mercury Redstone rocket on this day in 1961. The chimp was named in honor of Holloman Aerospace Medical Center, hence the name Ham, his launch was the first Mercury Redstone to carry a living creature into space. On this flight, the rocket performed above spec, causing the Mercury capsule to fly farther, higher, and faster than anticipated. It traveled 5,840 miles per hour versus the 4,300 or so that was initially intended, and that meant that the capsule experienced higher G-forces during re-entry, as well as a longer flight time. After overshooting the prime recovery area, Ham was recovered multiple hours later and brought aboard a U.S. Navy landing ship, the USS Donner. Interestingly, that ship was named after Donner Pass, the spot where the Donner Party was trapped during a brutal winter in the mid-1800s. Now, let's move forward a decade. On January 31, 1971, astronauts Alan B. Shepard, Stuart Rusa and Edgar Mitchell lifted off on the Apollo 14 mission. 
Apollo 14 was a special flight for Alan Shepard. He was the first American in space, and his suborbital Mercury Redstone flight on Freedom 7 earned him a place in the history books. Shepard's first flight took place nearly a decade before Apollo 14 lifted off. The amount of technological progress that was made in those 10 years is astounding. The Mercury Redstone rocket that took Shepard into space for the first time had a thrust of about 78,000 pounds, enough to send Freedom 7 on a suborbital flight. The Saturn V rocket that took Shepard into space for the second and final time produced well over 7 million pounds of thrust at liftoff, an incredible leap in performance that was necessary to take humans to the moon. I'll talk more about Apollo 14 over the coming days. Lastly for today, I do have a launch update. Earlier this afternoon, SpaceX launched the GovSat-1 mission for the government of Luxembourg and SES. Even though SpaceX wasn't planning on landing the Falcon 9 booster on a drone ship, the rocket was testing landing procedures. Somehow, it made a successful water landing. The picture that Elon Musk tweeted is unreal. Be sure to check out the show notes so you can see it for yourself. That link will be up first. The SpaceX launch today is a fitting bookend on the 60th anniversary of the first orbital American spaceflight. In those six decades, the Cape has gone from performing military and NASA launches to being a multi-user spaceport where commercial, military, and government payloads are sent into space. It's truly a remarkable time to be watching the progress that's been made in space. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you do that, screenshot it and send it to me at John Molnix, pretty much everywhere on the internet, and I'll send you a Space Shot sticker and a little thank you. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button, that way you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, Columbia. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.